Logan and Rebel use an embarrassing amount of F-bombs. Listener discretion is advised. Everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Looking Glass Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Pyatt. And I'm Rebel. Uh, we've got a really special episode for you. would have been even more special, but our guest is currently exactly 15 minutes late. Latest we've ever had a guest. This is up. the latest we've ever had By a guest. By far. And we've had musicians on here. Yeah. Normally, you can't keep them out of here, you know, 15, 20 minutes early. You said you had to... Well, go ahead and introduce them. Oh, everybody, we have the Armanium Arms Dealer... From Tarkio, Missouri, uh, Mr. Trey Graves. Thanks for coming back, Trey. Thanks for having me, gentlemen. Good this, to be here. This is your third visit, I believe, right? Number three. That's right. The magnet magnate of Ashton County. Today is see. It's Monday. I saw you. Was that Friday? Uh yeah, I think it was. Yeah, you had on that exact same outfit. <clears throat> same outfit, including the jeans. You had- don't let him do this to you. He's been documented on Snapchat as wearing the same sweatshirt and pants. Every day of the week. I never, ever, ever wear the same sweatshirt two days in a row. Really? Hoodies? No. no. He is so full of shit. I don't. I'll wear the same pants several days in a row. Pants. No. Pants are like. I don't know why you're believing him. He wears the same <laughs> camo sweatshirt. No, I don't. Four out of five work days. I've got two of those, and I never wear them back to back. Well, I don't know, man. I get snaps. And they're every day is the snaps. You so. get snaps from somebody who doesn't know shit about shit. I'm just telling you. <laughs> unless he's doctoring his snaps. You're in the same sweatshirt. No, I'm not. And pants. No, I've got so many sweatshirts, more sweatshirts than anybody. What a mountain. That's why they call him the hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> Figure that out. So why were you late? You said you had to feed your neighbor's monkey. <laughs> that's I, I'm not sure. Is that actually it's what actually you, code for jerking off, but uh, no. <laughs> I say, I'm not sure if I should take that literally or not. No, that's not true. I had to, I did have to, uh, with the impending storm, I had to get my cattle. I had a bunch of stuff, you know, uh, make sure the water, I had to change the bulb underneath the water, shit like that. Uh, bunch of stuff. Tighten a few bolts up. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's high tech stuff. Don't like to talk. Don't about. really have time to go into it. <laughs> yeah, were you up fixing fence and whatnot? I didn't know you had cattle. I, I've got yeah, like twenty. Just 20 a couple calves. couple bowls we milk. That's. We <laughs> don't have a cow. We've got a bowl. <laughs> well, it's good to have you, buddy. Uh, for those here. of you that don't know, we are apparently right near the bullseye of whatever they've named this winter storm. Have they named it? Probably not, but the way they're talking about it, it should have two or three names, at least two first names. It's getting pretty intense, yeah. I mean, what I mean is, although, you know how it is around here. Oh, yeah. This is the worst winter storm we've ever had, you know, mm. and it's, you know, this is going to be tear batting down the hatches, and all that's going to happen is we'll get three inches of uh, snow and, or, you know, and an icy yeah. mix, and everywhere in Ashton County will be out of toilet paper and milk. Probably already is. <laughs> Surely they prep for the storm. 
we're in the five to what twelve inch range now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'll be anywhere from two uh, two inches to uh, seventeen. So just prepare accordingly. Like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Pretty much on the back end. My bad. <laughs> yeah. Give her, give her about twenty minutes. You can say whatever you'd like. Uh, but that's just how they are with these winter storms nowadays. It used to be, I don't know. Maybe I'm a bit nostalgic, but uh, when I was a kid, five six inches wasn't even a snow day. And barely enough to go get a good sled on. No doubt. Now, if there's three in the forecast, people's hairs are on fire. It's it's hunkered down. They'll cancel school like two days out. Yeah. So you're saying now three inches means more to people than six used to? I sure hope. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, things are going the right direction. <laughs> the pendulum is swinging, boys. <laughs> We're about to be on top, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> How's things been for you, bud? Been good, been good. Uh, I haven't seen you in a while. It has been a while, yeah. I, I, uh, um, I'd been coming before harvest. I was down at, uh, the, at the fertilizer plant all the time, but I, uh, um, I hadn't uh, harvest kind of put a hiatus on that. So I've been coming back in there, you know, every now and then. And, uh, I must just um, be missing you. On that. I know. Yeah. I'm more of a morning shifter. Yeah. I tell you what, I, I, uh, I like the noon shift. Uh, it's like my favorite one. I go for that, uh, free coffee that I usually have to make. Uh, <laughs> still free. You walk in, there's four guys all staring at an empty coffee pod. And I'm like, all right, I got it. <laughs> I'll mix her up. <laughs> uh, so I guess I'm just missing you on our shifts. Well, yeah, good to see you. You too, yeah. What, uh, harvest go well for you? Yeah, we good, I guess. Yeah. Got wrapped up in a timely fashion. Hell yeah. I guess it was, uh, it was fine. Pretty good. A successful harvest. Yes, bountiful. No injuries. You know, around here, since, uh, you know, it's... Uh, primarily an agricultural community we should have like a big county-wide harvest party yeah the corn festival well, why don't you put that together <laughs> do you want to put together the first annual Ashton county corn festival yeah i think that'd be great we can like you know but i, I feel like be a tremendous flop right uh i i think so but I, I, unless i feel like we need to add like a human sacrifice or something you know like they do in a lot of those like That's small communities how radar. about just like an effigy i mean we don't really need an actual human do we can't we just get like a bundle of sticks that's shaped like it like they do uh, you know, up there in San Francisco, what's Even that place a store called? Store mannequin, maybe. It's got to be more okay. I'll compromise. It's got to be more serious than that. How about like a, a human shaped, uh, like something made out of like uh, uh, ground hamburger or something like that? Okay, deal. Yeah. And then people just go up and eat it raw, <laughs> and then we'll eat it. <laughs> Why? Oh, I don't know. You ever seen the movie The Wicker Man? No. <laughs> yes, I have. I feel like this is why you've never found yourself Not the, the bees. Of, of, Not the bees. Wait, is this why? Yeah, th this is why this festival hasn't caught on yet. Is the <laughs> I think this is why you've never found yourself at the head of any festival committee. Like, you like go talk to like one of the chambers of commerce. Yeah, we we talked about that a couple of years ago, but he wouldn't let go of the fact that it there had to be a sacrifice. <laughs> I mean, every board and committee in this county is begging for volunteers to be on the board. Right? Right. For any festival, like we have an old-fashioned Saturday night in Rockport, and they're yeah. always needing people to help. And yeah, Trey just keeps applying. <laughs> he right. keeps saying that he's the key master and I'm the gatekeeper, whatever that means. You know what? We're going to pass. We're just we're going to do it ourselves, even though we're short-staffed. I don't know, man. I got a whole bunch of hamburger in the pickup. Uh, Can you imagine seeing on the uh, on the flyer these going to hang in everybody's windows? It says there's going to be a, a baby-shaped hamburger pile that we're all going to eat raw. Don't be late or you'll miss the sacrifice. <laughs> I mean, I just think if you tweak a few things, maybe the corn festival could get off the ground. 
Sacrifice is a term that's a little bit antiquated. What we right. like to call it is no. <laughs> Maybe homage. we need a focus group to see where, which way the people are leaning. But, you know, I don't hate the idea of a of a no, corn th- fest. That actually would be really cool. Yeah. Where would you host it though? Rockport and Tarkey are going to throw a big fit about it. Might as well just host it in Fairfax. It's a good point. It's a good point. There's going to be a lot of pushing and pulling from the from the two powerhouses of the county. If we haven't verified, it's going to be overrun with Shriners, and that's not exactly what we're looking yeah. for. Yeah. Just going to drive around, honker horns, drink a little whiskey. <laughs> oh, great. Another one of these to buy hamburgers. <laughs> yeah. you you got to just eat hamburgers, but this time it's a little special. Yeah. This one's shaped like a human. They got their ice cream scoop, and they're just taking it out of the human-shaped hamburger oh. pile. No, I'm, I think that uh, we'll form a committee and get something going with the Corn Festival, but yeah. we're, we're going to have to put the whole uh, human sacrificing thing on the back burner. We're not going to do that this year. That's Can we table it and keep it on the... We'll table it. <laughs> Maybe the golden anniversary of the Corn Festival. Let's get it off the ground first. I feel like there needs to be like a like a mascot wearing wearing like an ear of corn. That's like the, you know... The, Sounds a little too nebraska little Husker-ish. But... Mm, let's think about this. You Mizzou fan? Oh, yeah. Well, then shut up. Nobody's <laughs> yeah. dressing like an ear of corn. No one's <laughs> dressing like it. We're not even calling it the Corn Festival anymore because that's too Nebraska-ish. How about... No, I wait. Actually, this reminds me. Have you, you guys ever watched The Office? I know. I, yeah, I mean, I've seen most all of them. Have you seen I've when seen zero of them. Dwight, I don't have them memorized by any stretch. Well, Dwight has a Dwight. They, he puts on this festival. It's like the Hay Festival, but he okay. he he does the whole this whole like song and dance so he can crown himself the Hay King because he never got to be the the Hay King. <laughs> I think I do remember. That one. We see. I feel like we need something like that. That's you gonna know. be you too. It the I'm, first I'm, Daniel Hay King. I, yeah, crowning myself the Corn King. <laughs> If you're the curator of this, I can only imagine where it's going to go. People are going to stick around for about 15, 20 minutes. Like, that got a little culty, right? We're going to have to buy a bunch of raffle tickets from you, and there is no prize. I like, I like, yeah, I, okay. Just stuff full of cash. Like, Trey's going to do the opening prayer uh, to, to start us off here. And I, like, hold my hand in the air in a knife and, like, cut my <laughs> And put it on the burger yeah, pile. Yeah. Now I will be with you all. <laughs> we're, we're all just shielding our kids' eyes. I don't know, man. This festival kind of sucks. It's a bit weird. <laughs> Did you guys check out the the funnel cake stand over there? It's pretty good. No. Oh, that's awesome. So maybe we'll do a festival. Maybe not. Yeah. Well, speaking of shielding our kids' eyes, I was going to ask you this. Go ahead. Because you're, I mean, kind of a super dad. Oh, wow. When do, you, when do you think your kids really start paying attention to, like, what's on TV and, and dirty words and stuff? pretty young okay i mean real young they'll start repeating them but when they actually start uh hearing them around from their friends and stuff and then hearing them in movies you'll catch them uh you know they'll be walking and then they'll hear something on the tv and then they'll stop and act like they're doing something else but they're actually listening to what you're listening to that's why you gotta be careful with this podcast yeah that's true little ears are always listening well, so i'd say what around uh kindergarten first grade-ish they really start uh Focusing in on what what mom and dad are watching. Hallie went down to uh, Kansas City for one of her friend's birthday parties Saturday. So it was just me and Stella Saturday afternoon, Saturday night, and Sunday morning. And Saturday afternoon, I was uh, in the kitchen doing something and noticed Stella was being really quiet. And I'm telling on myself, the first time Hallie's going to hear about it, I'm like, I wonder what she's doing. I walk in the kitchen and training day is on. And she's sitting (laughs) on the floor just glued to the TV. And it was the part where... uh, 
Denzel's like King Kong ain't got shit on me, and then shortly after that gets murdered by the Russians. I ran in there, was like, oh god, and like start changing the channel as quick as I could. I'd say you're still safe. I, I would think so, but I mean, she was glued to it. Now, if they were preschool age, yeah, they're going to pick up on some of that. But if they were elementary age, young elementary, they're really going to be focused on it. Right. But I have football on. She pays no attention. I put training day on. Can't take her eyes off of it. It's on the list of like the top five best movies for kids. <laughs> training <attention>. day. Yeah, <laughs> for, they teach you that at dad's school. I forgot how awesome that movie is. It is pretty good. It's pretty good. Pretty good. I haven't seen that in a long time. How close do you think to real life that is in the Dirty Cops? In the bigger communities. Oh, we back the blue. Well, yeah, of course we back the blue. But, yeah, especially those narcotics guys that only deal in drugs and ample amounts of money. You know there's some getting skimmed off the top, right? Well, plus, they those guys will go undercover and stuff like that, and then they'll, like, go so deep into that shit that they, like, lose themselves to it. You know what I mean? They become one of them. It's kind of like it's me like method and, uh, acting. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. They're yeah. the Daniel Day-Lewis, only they're undercover narcotics officers. <laughs> Some of those those method acting guys, some of those people take that way too. You know what I mean? Like they said, like Daniel Day Lewis on uh, uh, Gangs of New York, he yeah. wouldn't wear. He would only wear period clothing, so he like got really bad pneumonia because he wouldn't wear like modern coats. <laughs> like almost killed himself yeah. to stay in character. Well, okay, I get it, but oh, and his hair was always wet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was that about? I, you know, honestly, that's lots actually of greasy the, hair. the grease from the day. Palmade. Yeah, that's it. The palmade, man. It's probably rendered animal fat. I think it's just axle grease is what they used. Yeah. Really? Who was it? Uh, uh, oh, Dave Chappelle was saying, I think it was in a stand-up comedy. I saw a clip of it. Jim Carrey. When he met Jim Carrey, he was super psyched. You know, back when he was doing uh, Man on the Moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy the, Kaufman. the Kaufman thing. Yep. Um, Great movie. And he was super stoked to meet Jim Carrey. And he went and he, like, hey, it was a meat deal. And he was hanging out with him for the day. Um, I don't know if they were on, well, apparently we're working on the same movie together. But anyway, he's like, first he's like, hey, Jim. And everyone's like, whoa, whoa, no, you have to call him Andy. He goes, and all day I had to call him Andy. He goes, I was going to meet one of my favorite actors of all time, and I had to call him Andy. He's like, he did an awesome <laughs> job, but I never really got to meet Jim Carrey. He's like, I know it's you, but uh, I, he pretended he was Andy all day. Yeah, even the, for the meet and greet deal. Well, and the punchline was the best part. He goes, "So I knew it was Jim Carrey." He goes, "I can see it's Jim Carrey, but I have to call him Andy Kaufman." He goes, "And that's how I feel about trans people." <laughs> <laughs> that was the punchline of the oh, joke. Shit. But, uh, those method actors, man, they get into it and uh, they don't let go. No, and they. Uh, I read about. I haven't seen Man on the Moon, but I. Uh, um, and I'm familiar with that with that comedian. But uh, that wrestler that he had the feud with, the real guy, Andy. What, what's his last name? Jerry the King Lawler. Yes, Jerry Lawler. When he had that feud with him, but they were actually like close friends, like behind the scenes, like they weren't really like riffing that bad. But when Jim Carrey was in character as this comedian, he saw like Jerry. Jerry, what would you say his last name, last name was? Lawler. Lawler. He saw him and like like basically went after him and attacked him or something like that and he was like i don't think he this guy realizes that we had we were like not really feuding this is all for show or something like that yeah and uh, i don't Almost know really like weird. It was scripted yeah i and uh but jim carrey like took it you know it was like you know yeah. f you you know get you know all this stuff he's like yeah, whatever but when i think in character trey when i think of method actors i often think of you because there's no way you're actually like this right what you always and reg is the your brother's the best but you're a cartoon character there's no I way you're a real person 
what the hell does that even mean? A cartoon I, character. Just I roll in whenever you want because you're feeding the neighbor's monkey. <laughs> Who does that? Still, I, <laughs> I think if I just candidly followed you around and filmed you for a day and you had to watch it back, you'd get it. <laughs> Is that a compliment or not? I, I, I'm going to take that as not a compliment, but uh, <laughs> take it however you like. <laughs> I'm just here to tell you how it is. Uh, you like, yeah, follow me around and finally get back, get under the layers and see what I'm really like behind closed doors. Unedited. God, I can only imagine. Speaking of unedited, we're going to get to the other side, but not until we give you a little bit of music. This week on Red Dirt Recommendations. Thank you for that lovely tune. That funky music will drive us till the dawn. Let's go. Let's boogaloo till we puke. You got a song? A song for the people, a song that you want to hear. Something that's not Creedence Clearwater Revival? Uh, Why? Yeah. They're amazing. I know they are, but he loves them. I was trying As to think. Should. I do love CCR. Um, I, was trying to think, I was trying to think of something good. Wait, put CCR in there? Hmm. Why not? I, okay, if I'm going, if I'm gonna, if I'm taking a pick, wait, uh, hey, hey, before before you even say what it is, just let me guess. Oh, he's gonna write it down. I know what he's gonna pick, and I, it's not that. Oh. I'm gonna be like, uh, I'm gonna be like that Oz guy, the mentalist that goes around to all the football teams. Oh yeah, and tells what stuff down. Yeah. What am I thinking about? No, I, I had a funny joke, but I'll tell it on the other side. Um, uh, I know what you put, you wrote on that, but it's not. That is probably my second guess. You don't you don't know what I wrote down on this? No, oh, you know. I'm gonna guess High Cotton. They don't sing a song called High Cotton. That would be Alabama. Oh, not High Cotton. Cotton Fields back home. I wrote Cotton Fields. Yes, yeah. uh, High Cotton. Uh, I was. Hey, that is a good song too. I am the mentalist. He is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, looking out my back door. Great, great song. Do, do, do. Great song. It's a great song. I thought your favorite song was Come On Inside My Back Door. <laughs> Wrong that's, that's my remix version. That, uh, he just got home from Illinois. Locked the front door. Oh, boy. Got two set back. Take a rest on the porch. Where are you at on CCR, I love Logan? CCR. Oh, I can tell, yeah. No, big CCR fan. Normally, you can't. No, keep I'm, from spitting the lyrics into the mic. I'm holding back from making a bunch of backdoor jokes right now. Uh, okay, good. That's good. He's learning. That's good. Do, do, do. Okay, this week for, oh, I guess, yeah, well, since we have a guest, you only do one. This week for yeah. my Red Dirt recommendation, I've been bringing him back old school a little bit more often. This is one I listen to on the way over, a song I really love. I'm going with Ronnie Millsap, Pure Love. Sunshine, Sunshine. live beside me. Bluebird singing right outside my window. Soft, warm kisses. Say good morning. Then I get breakfast in bed. You know you make me so happy. Good song. Not bad. I love Ronnie Millsap. Yep, he's good. But how did he know there was a stranger in his house? Well, peeking a bit. He just, you know, you can smell it. 
You can smell it. You can just smell there's a stranger in your house. <laughs> Smells like man stinking here. Musky. That's right. Mm-hmm. And this week, to wrap up Red Dirt recommendations, going off the Patreon wire, Wesley Calvert wanted Wyatt Flores' rendition of How to Save a Life. Right on through some sort of window to your right. She goes left and you stay right between the lines. I fear and blame you begin to wonder why you came and where did I go wrong? I lost a friend somewhere along in a bitterness and I would have stayed up with you all night had I known how to save a life. I didn't even know he did it until he uh, put that in there, and then I looked it up, and yep, it's the song from The Fray. I was going to say The Fray song? Yeah, and did a nice job with it. Where did I go wrong? <laughs> I lost a friend. Is that how it goes? <laughs> yeah. How uh, to save a life. It's really hard for him to get out of character after his number one chart-topping hit, Logan Pyatt with Big Blue Tractor. Big blue tractor. <laughs> Hank Hill. Every time it makes me sound like Hank Hill. Still topping the charts. Yeah, I You're know. still getting royalties off that, aren't you? Oh, dude, I'm making a fortune. Gosh, that's good. Just see how many hoodies I bought because this of it. This goes to show you one big hit, man, sets you. It's really all it takes. Sets you up. Yep. All right, guys, we're going to head to the other side where we can uh, be a little looser with our lips. It's getting hard to uh, keep the muzzle on these boys. But the good news is you can come with us. All you have to do is go to Patreon, download that app, look up Looking Glass Podcast. Tap that app. Pick a tier, any tier, give them some information, and you are set up with the best New Year's gift you can give yourself. A gift of us. A gift that keeps on giving. For now, I guess. For the time being. I don't know. Talk ourselves up enough. Hope you come with us. Bye. Love you, bye. A hundred ships a day Lonely sailors Pass the time away And talk about their homes And there's a girl In this harbor town And she works Laying whiskey down They say brandy Fetch another round She serves them whiskey and wine The sailors say brandy You're a fine girl a braided chain made of finest silver from the north of Spain a locket that bears the name of a man that Brandy loved he came on a summer's day bringing gifts from far away but he made it clear he couldn't stay no horror was his home the sailor said Brandy Told his eyes when he told his
Say, she hears him say, Brandy, you're a fine girl. 